0: following willie more and more a back in the nrl there's willie may have forgotten how big willie actually is perhaps the presence of willie and the panthers looking at his imposing frame
1: i'm a 25 minute man oh you got skill son uppercut right hand by big willie for that? this is the handshake agency podcast
0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. I'm not going to say Season 2. I'm just no. going to say Episode 2. Episode 2. Welcome to The Take with Willie Mason.
1: And Ian. Oh, yeah,
0: Willie Willian and Ian. Ian. Sorry. It's new. It's new, guys. It's new. Well, I'll tell you what else is new. Will? What's up? We are very, very proud to announce that we uh, have we got a new sponsor. Yes. Um, which is site.com.au. Okay. So... What we are going to do this year, obviously, is we. one of the best things we did last year was being able to give money away to, to those junior clubs, to Bungendore and to Frankston, who mm-hmm. we still are going to go down and see. But what bettingsite.com.au does is it basically takes all of the odds from all of the different betting companies and it collates them and it gives you what you can get your best odds on. So you're not tied to one specific one, you're tied to all of them together so they find you the best one so yeah,
1: with right. your 500 leg multis <laughs> william good luck
0: that's i don't know i yeah. hope that they have a very literal very liberal of view of your multis yeah it's only a joke uh, until i
1: win until i win it's a it's a running joke until i win and just buy an island that's a big and it. retire from everything
0: that's a big until <laughs> no more shows just you can't retire take from with this. ian that's it what How I does that get, sound sounds awful what i'm not coming to your island no Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) There's cracks in paradise already.
1: Uh, How's your week been, Will? Pretty cruisy, actually. Got a few things on, obviously, with the season starting this week. There's a few more commitments and obviously with the show going so well and I actually have to do some work before we get here. So that's about my whole week. Train a few little young kids, mentor them and train them and their season's starting to kick off. And Yeah, a little bit busy.
0: Last week I was on a liver detox, as you remember.
1: Yeah, Uh, how'd that go? Well, do you know what?
0: I went really well for four days, and then we went out on Saturday night. And let me tell you, my in. My, <laughs> what a great night! My liver is much worse than when I started the detox. But anyway, I'm on the beers today, so it'll That's be all fine. Right. Uh, all right, so I think we'll just get straight into it. Yeah, mate. Actually, uh, this week there has been. Well, we were going to talk about a number of things, but in news just ahead, breaking news: William Cameron mm. Smith has just. Declared that yeah. he is kaput. He's finally admitted right. that he's giving away the career. He's no longer playing professional yeah. rugby league. He is off into the sunset to enjoy uh, the fruits of the last twenty years of his life. Yeah. And I, for one, think.
1: Where do you ra- where do you rank him?
0: I think he's one of the greats, definitely. I think he's one of the greats
1: as well. What do you, if I think there was a few little things all around on social media, like Joey. Cam Smith and JT. They reckon they're the three people on. Um, I would say Mount Rushmore, but we need one more person. You probably put Wally Lewis up there. You know what I mean of of this of this era. Who do you who do you reckon? That's the debate right now. That's the debate. Just just say out of three. Just say you throw Darren Lockyer up there or Mal Meninga on Mount Rushmore. Then who who do you pick out of that?
0: Well, the interesting thing for me, all of those people that you named, Name a Ford. It's all backs.
1: Yeah, I suppose they get most of the shine. I mean, like, you know, Cam Smith is, is a forward, but, he, I mean, he's the only one. He's the much. only no, one. Only, only number nine. But, you know, I, think, I get it with Joey and, and, um, and Darren Lock here, Mal Meninga. They're the guys who just absolute freaks, especially in the last 30 years. You and know, they I'm,
0: and they broke a game. So if you if you look at when a game's on the line, yeah. your halfback or your five eight, or mm. to some extent, if you've got, I guess, a a, a terrific ball runner like like Meninga, but yeah. you look to them to to do something.
1: As and this is where this is what separates Cam Smith from from the from the backs and everything. His game management and how he used to win games through for his forwards. That's right. And making the right decision before it was just like the nine. Give it to the give it to the. The superstar seven or six, and they'd win the and other they win the game. Now it, it went through Cam Smith. He'd make the decisions. He'd make the he'd make the the ex- exact right plays at the exact right time, and make the best decisions, and usually come away winning. So, I think that's what separates him from other nines. Yeah, he's, he's game management. I mean, I look at it and go, well, he pretty much is first in every single category tests origins wins like it's ridiculous i could go i'm not going to go through them all he's, he's he's won everything and i go what separates him from a danny badiris you know I, in, I'd, I'd, if i picked a team i would pick danny badiris in front of him mm. and i've said that publicly because i love playing with beds you know i play i was fortunate enough to play with these guys in their peak so i actually know what they can play and play against them and joey and freddie and lockyer and all these blokes i was blessed to play with and against them for my nearly my whole career and i just would pick danny badiris because he was he was my sort of style of player yeah you know like he was he was a bit different than cam smith Cam smith if i wanted someone to manage the game and get through get through the game and have to get kicked set the, the the field goal up or get the right kick and all that sort of stuff i picked. pick I'll pick Cam Smith, but if I've got Andrew Johns and I've got Jonathan Thurston and Darren Lockie in the team, I don't need a ridiculous nine like that. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. And I don't know. I just think, you know, Bessie's defence was was a lot more stout. Like Cam Smith, and I think Cam Smith has been through and been in the best systems possible in the last twenty years of rugby league. Yeah, Melbourne Storm probably the best best club in shane sports. Queensland arguably Australia's greatest team for that and the Australian, of time and Australian Kangaroos from 2006 to 2017 or 18 when he retired. Teams that rarely get beat, beat, and he was a catalyst and he was the main dude pretty much in all those sides. So, the systems that he's with, he they, saw, they didn't create him around him, but then they got Cooper Cronk and they got GI and all these other fantastic players. It made his job a lot easier when you're playing with super, superstar players. Mm. Like he didn't just have your normal, you know half a decent, you know, 200 gamers. He had Hall of Famers playing with him, arguably Immortals, Billy Slaters, the Cooper Cronks and GI and all these guys in their prime and then go into Queensland team and arguably the greatest Australian team of all, Australian side of all time. You know what I mean? Like with J- JT, um, he still had uh, like Darren Lockyer and all these sort of freaks. He, he, had that, he had that team. Then Melbourne Storm, then the Australian team pretty much is ridiculous. And that's the way I look at it. He had, he had probably the best career of anyone ever. But I don't say I just don't think he's that. When you go, he's the greatest player ever. I think he's the greatest game manager. He's not the greatest player because I look at Greg Inglis and go, "That's how fucking rugby league players should run." Mm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different with what depends what you put as a rugby league player. You know, you might look at Brad Fittler, he's your ultimate rugby league player. Pass both ways, kick both feet. You might look at Andrew Johns, Darren Lockyer as your rugby league player. But people don't look at Cam Smith and go, "Damn." He's not a tackle buster. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not an unbelievable defensive player, but he will manage games. You know what I mean? So eyeball test, you're going, if you show someone from the NFL or America, go. That's, that's our greatest rugby league player. You show him clips of GI or you show him clips of Cam Smith or yeah. Billy Slater. It's the eyeball test of people. And people who understand the game, like myself, and people who listen to this show, they'll know. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they will actually know. They're like, yeah, Cam Smith's a great player. But, like, you know, is he the greatest player? You know, not in my eyes. He's just he's, – he's up there. He's easily on Mount Rushmore.
0: I reckon one thing that I don't think he got enough credit for, if you look at the way the game changed last year in terms of the rule changes and how much quicker it was, sides generally don't have 80-minute hookers. Like you've got Damien Cook, there's a couple. But, mate, he was 512 years old and he was an 80-minute hooker.
1: Top three in top the three, whole season, you know. Top three player in the comp. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Like Dal- 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 M, C- captain of the year. Yeah, captain, captain of the year won the won it won the grand final, and like, oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, what he did last year is probably the icing on the cake.
0: And I reckon the 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 frustrating thing for me is that I like Cameron Smith. I, I don't I, all this whole narrative about him being an arsehole or whatever. I, I don't buy it. Jealousy. Him that, but I look at if he'd have just come out after the grand final and he said, you know that I'm done. Then none of
1: this, there wouldn't be this pile on. I I think of things like, how about we give him his fucking time and let him make his mind up. He doesn't have to sit there and give give the media what they want. Like I think he should have retired after the grand final. You don't know what this kid's going through. He's still arguably one of the best players in the in the world at the time. He's like he's going back, knowing that he probably can't go back to Melbourne because he's told him that he will move on. Yeah, and then he probably finds himself, am I ready to retire? Do you know how hard it is to fucking retire? You think you can make that shit up? You know what i mean like it is it's so hard for a person like himself and everyone every other player who's retired it's it's not a daily thing you gotta you gotta give it amount of time and it's it's today that he's made his decision mm. so be it yeah why can't we just respect the fact that he's a he's a human being doesn't and because we haven't got any um any footage or anything from him or any statement saying i'm gonna do this in this that's what the media just pissed off about because they didn't get their story
0: yeah I never officially retired, I just didn't Nobody, turn up and no one rang me, <laughs> and, and no one seemed to care. And he's, so. like,
1: he's just like a normal dude, Cam Smith, yeah. he doesn't want all the bullshit that comes with it, yeah. he'll settle down on the Gold Coast, do whatever the hell he wants for the, for the rest of his life, he, he's, and he's deserved that. And well I've, done well done on a career
0: yeah we wish him all the best here i know he'd be a big fan of the show uh oh, he's a huge <laughs> fan
1: he's, he actually wanted to come on and retire on this show but he i was, said no nah, just do it for channel nine you yeah. know they need the
0: ratings do it do it when you get your statue yeah get a statue Where would you be statue? Filth?
1: it's good it's a good statue I, yeah I really. don't know. would you be filthy if you're cooper cronk sorry um no look i get it with Cooper cronk cooper cronk yeah why why, why do you get it what
0: well, I, I, well, how get, do, and how
1: do you get it? I get. I take it whatever I can. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can see a. A. I can see why
0: Cooper Cronk. You know, a. He should have got a statue, but he left and left to the Roosters. Slater and and Smith are both one one team yeah. players. Cronk, how many
1: clubs do you need? How many clubs? How many club games? Three hundred and twenty. Come on, bro.
0: Yeah, I know, but still, he won a comp for two years in a row for another that, club. That would have that so would have killed that would have killed
1: Melbourne. Yeah. If he had went to the West Tigers. Yeah. He's getting a statue. He gets a statue. That's what's fucked about it. That's yeah. the way I look into things. It's not the fact that he left. He left and he won. Yeah.
0: Well, he's a life member at the Roosters now, thanks to Uncle Nick. After two years, there's a plenty of blokes there that <laughs> so good on him. Uh, he's back the right horse as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Speaking of backing the right horse, winning with Cooper Cronk, there was I don't know. I don't I don't watch a lot of Fox, um, especially does? now they watch the who right. does. But that little interview that he did with or i only, only see
1: it when because i follow fox sports on um on my on instagram he just hammered it <laughs> it was unreal like, come on buzz, buzz come, come on her. buzz
0: and buzz's little feelings for getting hurt too he's so like i wasn't oh, having a oh, crack oh, he was oh. like
1: oh. he just got buzz got hammered. schooled he yeah. got schooled hey kubarak can do what he wants well he, he even said like he, he's got a great relationship with everyone and we're saying this off off air it's like arguably two of the smartest people in the game trent robinson Craig Bellamy, do you think that they, if you go to, you know, you sign a contract with um, with the Roosers, no, they full on knowing that you're going to go and help Melbourne? Do you think that conversation has not been um, put in, in in a contract going, you can't help, you go, you can't go and help anyone else if they if they think it's a threat? Of course, they're going to put that in there. Obviously, they don't because it's not going to happen. And you know he's yeah. has, has he got Trent Robinson's black little book and has he got bellies and telling them all their secrets? No, and if he's going down there telling, trying to tell these halves out of play, mate.
0: If people don't think that players talk, and if and that they're friends outside of the game, and if he's down there going to the to the to the Storm blokes, here's the Roosters game plan. They're going to say to their mates at the roosters you
1: know what you might want to pull Cooper's head in because he's just it just doesn't happen oh, it just it's not going to happen and Buzz should know better than that I'm not sure if he's doing it for ratings or he just wanted to get in under Cooper's skin or just just for for a bit of clickbait. but it was fucking stupid because he got schooled he got schooled he got absolutely schooled and Cooper Cronk's right and if you don't and if you don't understand what's going on it's pathetic if you don't think as you said if you don't think rugby league players talk we're fucking worse than the Kardashians it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Shit gets around like fucking. You have a you, you'll have a um, whole meeting with a team like you're bunkering down and nobody's ever going to know this next minute. Fucking journo's ringing. You're going. Apparently, this has happened. Yeah. Fucking people just talk just for the fucking sake of it. It's bullshit. Leakiest joint ever. Oh mate. I think uh, the thing that
0: I liked the best was at the end of that and one of them I don't know. I can or, or whoever the other bloke is. Kent maybe goes. Kunta kente. Are you? Are you two all right? And mm. Cooper Cronk just goes, no, we're not.
1: <laughs> oh, I, just I love Coops. He's a savage. Oh, he, oh mate, people, people are ridiculous. And I thought Buzz would be smarter than that. He's not. Did you really? Yeah, I thought he would have done his homework and actually thought like us going, you know what? He's he's a great player. He's retired. He can go and help whoever he wants. Yeah, That would be my mindset. Not are contracted to the Roosters, isn't it? Like I would never think there was a, a problem there. He can go. Would, would it be a problem if he was helping the Tigers? Well, you know or if he, just say if he was helping five clubs like andrew johns helps a lot of clubs at the end of his career he was going around to clubs he was helping all the halves out so was maddie johns why, why wasn't there any drama there because mm. coaches know you can trust trust these halves they're coming down and teaching them their game not other people's game plans mate this is not how the game goes joey used to come around to the, come around to to the rooster train trying to teach PC all these things and then look joey's just he's like a hired gun because you can't just waste a talent like that. Cooper Cronk is arguably one of the smartest kids to play the game. He's a student of the game. Why wouldn't he be do- going down trying to help these young halves everywhere he went, everywhere he goes? And I think that's it'd be it'd be bullshit not to extract all that knowledge out of these kids. Like yeah. like your JT's and Darren Lockyer, he's arguably some of the smartest kids smartest people to ever play the game. You're just going to leave him in the booth? Mm. No. Got to yeah. get that shit out of them because they're so fucking smart. It's smart from these other teams. They should be doing it more. Speaking
0: of um, popular players, there's been a bit of talk around. I think it was Kalen Ponger originally said, "Why don't you put the you know the names on the jerseys like they do in Origin and like they do in, in in the NFL and things like that?" It's been it's a funny one, you know, because at the end of the day, the clubs own the jerseys, right? So the clubs have full say on what goes on those jerseys. So yeah. if you're Willie Mason and you're a popular player at the Bulldogs and then you go to the Roosters, then I don't know, wouldn't people just if Willie Mason then goes to the Dogs and they've got a Willie Mason 8 and then they hate you and you're getting a police escort don't they buy another
1: Bulldogs jersey? What What? What year was that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think the... uh, I think I don't think people recognise. I'm not sure if the players do. We don't own our IP, our intellectual property. We don't own that, so they own our number. So that's why we don't get our numbers and names on the back like we do, like they do in the NFL. In Super League, you can get your name and number, and that's because they, they don't own. They the players own their own IP. So until we get that, until the, the RLPA can negotiate that with the NRL. They're going to take, 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 and take and just get all these jerseys. As you said, the NRL and the clubs and that, they get to, they get to keep that. Mm. Whatever jerseys they're selling, I give a fuck. If you want a, a, a Sonny Bill jersey or a Kalen Ponger, you have to f- go in there, buy that jersey first and go out there and get number one and Ponger put on the back. Yeah, That's, that's what you have to do. If we, we own our own IP, we would have our own number. You go into every club going, all right, I want to wear number six or 13 or whatever. And you can wear that possibly for the rest of your career. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, say, yeah. Jordan did, and LeBron, and all those. So they get to choose, they get to pick and choose, and and say, look, I'm gonna, I'm going to the Tigers. I'm gonna wear 25. Do you know what I mean? So all the kids can go and have Mason 25 on the back and all that kind of stuff, and they buy it, and that's therefore you get money from that. You get a clip. You don't get shit because the NRL owns it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So until you cross that bridge, I'm like, I'm pretty sure these young players know because they'd be, in, they'd be in contact with the RLPA, and they can get all that shit straight. But Obviously things get taken out of context I'm not going to say Caelan Ponger wouldn't know or any of these young players but that's the way they run with it it's just a little bit of a little bit of content they put it on the fucking back page of the telegraph and the sell papers you know
0: what he pro- to be honest he probably said wouldn't that be cool and then all of a know, that's sudden, all he has he to say that's all
1: he has to say and KP he's he's a smart little kid he'd know most players know we don't own our IP because we I was having these conversations 15 16 years ago mm. you know like we would have like just say with our team with Sonny Bill and myself and Willie Tonger and all these you know, uh, Jonathan Thurston, we, we all were thinking, who's making, you know, who's making money off our jerseys? Good one, no one, one. Good one. one really Give the, f- we didn't care because like, people, was, people would come up and be wearing 11 Sonny Bill and 11 Mason and stuff like that. It was, just, it was really weird. And number eight, um, O'Mealy, and all this sort of shit. So that's when I started asking questions. Then someone said, look, we don't own our own IP. So unlucky. And we never will. I'll tell you, a good one with you was the willy wigs. Yeah, that's a good sting, wasn't
0: it? That was there was twenty thousand Willy wigs on the hill. Yeah, what I got? You Nothing. Got donut.
1: Nothing. <laughs> donut. They bought 20, 25,000. I think that was probably one of the reasons why I shaved it off. Yeah, because I wasn't getting any money. Mm. Sold twenty five thousand. Just say they bought twenty five thousand for like
0: thirteen cents
1: for, for, for ten cents. Just say <laughs> five cents a thing and selling them for twenty bucks. Yeah, come on, man. Fuck yourself. They hair gone. They
0: burn them all in two thousand and nine though. Two thousand eight. Uh, One last thing, William. Every every one of them. (laughs) Belmore was just a wash with burning wigs. Uh, Warriors, they obviously have given up a huge amount both this year and last year to come over and and keep the comp going. Their CEO is saying, well, we're going to be here till at least June the 16th. What about next year? You give us 20 home games in a row. One thing
1: thing you can't put a price on is time and commitment. Mm. And what the what they have done for the NRL, people get lost in it now because we the season's kicked off. But it wouldn't be kicked off if the Warriors didn't didn't commit last year, and they didn't commit this year. So I think the NRL, I think it was like two and a half two and a half million dollars a plan to host twenty NRL games next year. Why this? Why is this even a fucking argument? Mm. Like I think Velandis is a reasonable man. The amount of money that the that we make every year that the game is making, I'm pretty sure he can go. Have that. Thanks for thanks for saving our comp 2020 and 21. There you go. It should be just cut and paste. I'm not sure what other bullshit you have to go to, but obviously the rules have changed because look what, look, look what the Warriors are doing for everyone. Mm. And I'm pretty sure if the Warriors come and spoke to every single NRL CEO from every club, they'll be like, yep, you have that game next year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This should not be fucking hard. It'd be disgusting if we're actually having this conversation this time next year.
0: Because other clubs, they just got to go over once, you know, yeah, whereas I mean, they it can It sucks to rights, go over yeah. there,
1: but have a look how much these guys – like, I know how much it sucks going over New Zealand in the winter. Clubs are have to anyway. Exactly, but so, just do it twice because yeah. look at these guys. Are, look at They're sacrificed for you guys. You guys are getting paid. You don't have to leave your fucking homes. They're up, they're family. And if you have a family right now, just think about these guys with kids. And then you'll probably come into the oh yeah, we'll go. You know what I mean? We'll go. Cause don't try and think that the players don't appreciate this shit because after every game, hugs, prayers, all that kind of stuff, which they deserve. And I think this time next year, this shouldn't even be a, a conversation. I think the old CEO is just trying to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of things, little you know, the public sort of support. Public supports you one hundred percent. Got our
0: support. All right. So and if this, you got our support, you're in. You're pretty much in we're getting because Landy's mate. loves this show he's a huge fan listen
1: to it twice a day it's ridiculous
0: he listened to all our old ones too when i said he was gonna stab greenberg <laughs> in the back i went back and looked at that it's true so <laughs>
1: really yeah 100 lie. Uh, another lie.
0: oh i'm gonna play it for you soon uh we've got researchers on this show i'm gonna mm-hmm. get the researcher to find it and play it for young you. Next henry. young henry young henry is gonna find it uh all right let's go into this week's games The first game of the round, and this has been, you know, very hotly awaited. It's probably the game of the round: the Melbourne Storm without the newly retired Cameron Smith against the last year of Wayne Bennett's coaching. Mm, William, William. it's a good game.
1: Do we? Are we going to tip after, or do we to go through the games? Uh, Let's. We'll go through the games, then we'll tip at the end. Okay. I think the Storms going to be hard to beat.
0: I don't, that's, a, that's I, I almost think, a I think, tip i think, I
1: think it's almost a, a tip no I'm, I'm just saying i think the rabbit if i was all right if i was in the Rabbitohs forward pack if i'm starting prop i'm like you know what the reason why we haven't been getting over the hump in the last three years is because people get people are bagging our pack saying we ain't strong enough let's go down the fucking melbourne storm at amy park and pump the fuck out of these guys they so got jesse bromwich welsh kafusi bromwich Solomona, brandon smith everybody's played at the representative level and the, uh, and the biggest blight on the on the south sydney team is that forward pack can't stand up to big packs mm. and i'll take that shit personally if i was a south player go down there and try and stamp it with authority because i can't you can't you can't let this back line loose on a forward pack that's getting belted yeah so and that's and another thing where and i think you just you just win games like look what happened in 35 minutes against penrith they blew them off the field with that forward pack big nas Oh, my God. You know, like Bromwich and two Bromwich brothers, Welsh, exactly that same pack, absolutely going ballistic. Finucane, all these guys were running rough shot. You know, that's that's the blueprint. You've got to stop that forward pack. And then they, oh, then you just got Hughes and Munster, Adokar, Ollum, they're just in Pappenhausen. Let's put the cream on top, man.
0: Do you reckon, looking at the Rabideau side, I think Jacob Host, who, who signed from the Dragons, he's playing in the back row presumably he's going to play 80 minutes, right? And they're going to – or do you think they're going to move Cameron Murray and, and move him to an edge?
1: What would you do with Jai They thought Jai is was going to replace Sam Burgess. What's he doing at 17?
0: Well, I why mean – Why do you
1: think why, – why would you waste him there? I think, personally, they've started Tom Burgess because they're scared. Wayne is scared of the blowout that's going to happen in the middle.
0: Do you, do you reckon Arrow plays in the middle all year? He has for to sure. Be, he he he's he?
1: never played on an edge. No, he's never played I'm pretty sure edge. he can, but his best work is in the middle – Yeah, not not put on one side and Cameron Murray. That's what I thought last year. Like, what do you do with Cam Murray? I I would have thought that you'd start Jai Arrow at at prop and Totola and Burgess have to battle for that other spot. Yeah. And I would personally bring Big Tom off the bench because I think he's a machine and I don't think Jai Arrow can be that machine off the bench. That would be me. But what do I know? What
0: about Marshall? Comes on at night? It's
1: perfect. I think you have a look at most teams. Like, look at Chris Lewis. You know, you can't go you can't go and you know, they're pretty much going off the blueprint last year in the origin. Look at Pappenhausen. Why wasn't he on the bench? So you're gonna to have to need that player who can play in the halves and anywhere in the back line. So people are gonna have a Benji Marshall. And I think that's why that's why Wayne wasn't hesitant about getting him. Because he can play anywhere in the background, back line, and he can play nine. So yeah. you have a look through most teams, they've gone with that. And you see through most teams as well what sort of lock they're going through, mm. going for. they going for a big guy like Nelson. This is, this is two sides of coaching right now. Big guy like Nelson or a Cam Murray, a ball-playing 80-minute man who can just sit in the middle, ball-play like an extra 5'8". Or you've got a big guy like Nelson who just fucking folds people in the middle and just runs over everyone. Like they're the sort of player, and he's got a good late offload, but not a traditional ball player. As we go through the teams, have a look at the locks.
0: Mm. All right. Well, the next game is uh the willie mason cup actually the knights versus the bulldogs that's Ooh. what we're calling that is that, that what it is
1: it is it is isn't it it's the
0: willie mason cup
1: did i just throw that thing on the ground
0: i don't know what'd you throw on the ground <laughs> not the willie mason cup
1: yeah the willie mason cup fell on the ground uh yeah the knights and the dogs i mean what? it's gonna be it's interesting i don't know I'm, i look at the knights and go are they are they are they that far down with no kp calen ponga I don't – look, I looked
0: at that night side and I've actually – I don't know. I'm not impressed by that back line at all. No. And the thing is with it – you look at the Melbourne Storm back line and they take journeymen, they take tradesmen like outside backs and they turn them into geniuses because they've got a forward pack going forward and they've got good halves. Now, I'm still not convinced that Kurt Mann is a good – Six, I think he's a terrific footballer, but I don't know what his position is. There's a lot of pressure on Mitchell Pearce. I mean, that pack's a good pack. Um, it's not a Melbourne Storm pack. Uh, Bradman Best could be anything. But if he doesn't get good ball, you're looking at, you know, Tex Hoyt at fullback, he's a, he's, he's a good footballer. Stafford, they're just there. Mm. Whereas, you know, all of a sudden you've got Hopawati and Kotrick. Wataniela Zelezniak could be anything if he plays well.
1: Corey Allen's an origin player. I don't know, Avrilo. I, I think I think I've, uh, I'm changing my mind on this. I think the forward Pack, The forward Pack's not too bad. Ogden and Hetherington. I think I think the Bulldogs are go go back to that sort of old style. They try and impose their will on the on the on the Knights, and I think the Knights will be up for it. But um, yeah, like I think they're just going to go through the middle. Ogden and Hetherington, like Woodell, Elliot, Jackson. Look, look at the locks, Josh Jackson. That means that, you know he ain't got a ball play, Josh Jackson, is he? No. You know he's going to be going around getting that young Ogden and, and Hetherington, who's a live wire. He's crazy. But I, I look at I look at the Knights and I just don't think they change that much from last year because of the because of the backs. I'm not sure if those guys can get way way better. I think they've not not hit the ceiling yet, but they're sort of they're sort of there. What so about- much pe- you know pressures on Pierce all the time? A like Clemmer, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett, all hard running forwards. Not many of them offload. You know what I'm saying, like um, Connor Watson. Who we don't even know what position he plays. Is he going to get in there and try and be? Are you going to try and cut and paste off off your like your Jake be, and Victor yeah, Radleys and, and, and Cameron Cam Murray's? Murray, yeah, is he?
0: That's what he's. But he's try. not because
1: he's not a ball player. He's a ball runner. The dude comes off the bench and just runs. Mm. I mean, he's bulked up this year, but he's not a traditional ball player. And I don't think he's that sort of... I mean, if he was a ball player, he's usually playing with his backs. Mm. He's, not, he's not trying to bring Mitch Barnett and Frizzell onto the ball or Clemmer. Because Clemmer and that, they just stay right in the middle. Very one-dimensional players. Like I think if anyone's going to try and do a bit of ball playing, Saifidi's got to get out there. Because he's got good footwork and he's got a good pass. Which you can one? start sitting at B and C and then having, like, you yeah out, you tight. I'll be linking up with Tyson Frizzell if I was, if I was either Clamour or Si because he hits a fucking mean hole. He just, he goes hard. And so does Mitch Barnett. That's where Connor Watson needs to come into the middle, like, like Cameron Murray and all these other ball players, especially when you're right in the middle of the field, Connor Watson getting the ball at B and C. And then you've got like your Mitch Barnett or your Frizzell on the other side hitting those holes. And then you've got your Kalen Ponger, usually around the back. And then you can get good shape from that. But if you haven't got a genuine ball player in the middle, forwards are too fucking good. Yeah. You come up, check release, slide out to the back because they look at Kalen Ponga and they know he's going to get the ball. But if you're a decent ball player, you hit Frizzell or you hit Barnett. You know what I mean? That's the difference between their ball players and they rely so much on Pierce to do all that sort of stuff. And everybody, it's, it's becoming, you know... I don't know pedestrian for their for their ball players out there and they don't they don't really run the really they don't run the right lines all the time they, they get right into this they get bunkered down and just play boring football and then get to the kick mm. boring football get to the kick rely on pierce rely on ponga there's no ponga there now man
0: yeah
1: you know i mean the nine's been out for a whole lot of time kurt man's a ball runner i'm not sure if he's going to ball play I'm not, I'm not sure then i look at the bulldogs and like I don't, i'm not really sold on Meanie. Because I'll be sold of Nick Kotrick, Corey Allen, and Watini Selesnack was my back three. And Hoppawati and Avarillo. But they put Avarillo at at six, so I'm not sure. I think Avarillo's going to – I think he's just going to run. If he doesn't see anything on of Adam Elliott or Waddell, they're done. All right, let's have a look at
0: the Broncos versus the Eels. The Broncos – well, they stunk last year, no question. They're missing uh, Payne Haas, who – He's having a little sit on the sidelines for a bit. He's picked Brody Croft instead of Dearden. I like Dearden. I don't know why he got the flick, but I
1: don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on the Eagles.
0: We said last week I didn't.
1: Yeah, I think the Broncos have got one. Of, they're one of those teams that just want to come out of the blocks flat out. Mm. I'm very wary of these kids because they've got nothing to lose. They've got everything to gain. Milford, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure where his heads at. Brody Croft. If I was those guys mentally, I'd be like, I can't wait for round one. Just get me to round one. And then you can turn all that bullshit. what happened last year they've got Kevin walters gordon Talis, all that old sort of winning mentality back in so i think i expect big things from the broncos i don't expect them to be world beaters or top eight or anything like that but teams like this i think they can really compete um they are obviously haven't changed at all the eels from last year they have probably well, they've, I mean, lost,
0: they've lost jennings and they've got tom opus Opechick, Opechick Opechick in, Opechick, Blake.
1: yeah i mean you just you, i just expect a lot from their from their core Mm. Mahoney Dylan Brown Moses Clint Gutherson Everything else you pretty much Can game plan for And you know You've got big um, Campbell Gillard And Junior Paulo in there You know, you know what they're going to do Yeah You know what they're going to do They've got their back Their back Their back three That Brown gets in there as well But their Their back roll sits so far out On an edge It doesn't really compress the defence So if I was playing against them I'm not really going to pull out I'm going to compress And knowing that I'm just going to get At Campbell Gillard and Paulo Because they've got no help mm you know and then i mean I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to play this year but they're not really going to change that much no. I, i'd love it if madison and that took one step in and started helping their big boys out a little bit especially out of yardage because they, re, they rely on seville and blake ferguson and wonger blake and Clint Gelson to get them out sometimes they don't because people g- game plan for them pick them up a little bit and drive them back and their back roll just seem to dwindle back on their numbers line and they've got no fucking help Is if it's- i was a middle player i'd be like get the fuck in both years for a carry Please, if it's on your side, whatever side they kick, can you please get the third tackle?
0: Is this Brad Arthur's last chance?
1: Yes. I think so. He's I mean, be he, close. he needs to be top four. At least make a deep run. Yeah. A deep, deep run. This will be an interesting game. Yeah. I think, look, it'll be interesting
0: with the Broncos because if they have another shit year, then um, yeah. with the new side coming in, it'll be you know, tough um, for them. I'm excited
1: about Jordan Ricky. I reckon he's going to be a gun. Pangot Jr. holds a lot of energy in that team, man. Him and Lodge and Alex Glenn. There's a lot of games in those kids, man. Yeah. So I expect a lot. I've seen some kids there that have not played much first grade at all. The Warriors, uh,
0: they're based on the Central Coast now, aren't they? Yeah. So their home games will all be up at the Central Coast. All right. So they're playing against the Titans. The Titans are definitely the most hyped side. These two actually played a trial against each other in a 12-all draw. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, trials mean nothing. But, um, yeah, look, I think the Titans are really going to have to stand up here because I think with all of the the, the hype and that they're going to do this and they're going to make the eight, and I think if they come out and, and, and have a dog shit first game, mm. then all of a sudden the pressure comes on them. If they come out and they win, even if they just win well, I think it takes the pressure off them for the next three or four weeks where people go, yeah, okay. But if they lose this first one against a side that, not many people are giving much of a chance to. I think it just starts to build that pressure that they weren't feeling at the end of last year when they went on that run of seven games. It yeah. was like they were out of the whatever. Yeah, there so, wasn't much to play for. No. Now
1: now all the all the chips are pushed in. Uh, what I do see is Fotowaker Proctor Fafita Farso Malawi, Tumu Tanur Brown Katoa, Tahu Harrison, you know, Murdoch Masilla, Lisa Name, a lot of Polynesian brothers in this team. Yeah. They're gonna be played through the middle. And you know don't try and think just because of the titans they're wearing the titans colors if you're if you're playing against the warriors and you're and you're a polynesian boy expect some fireworks i don't give a fuck what's happened so i'm excited about this game because i know there's a, there's a lot of boys in that titans team that have got roots in the polynesian community all from new zealand you yeah know? so i'm expecting some fireworks I'm, I'm loving this game i think as i said like the titans got a lot to live up to a lot of pressure on ash taylor and fogarty Brimson, all the guys that have been there to run whatever culture they're trying to build and just drive it, you know. So um, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't know what to pick. Still with the Warriors, I don't know.
0: Have you been on Jamil Fogarty's Instagram just to check how his rig's looking? Or He's looking ripped. Yeah, that's good.
1: A lot of it. I mean, they've they got a good side, man, but they're still very beatable. You know, you take – regardless of it, you know, if you, put, you take Tino and Sue Morali I mean – I mean, Fafita and Big Tino out. Like, look at Herman SAS, He couldn't even get in the side. Yeah, and Philip Samy
0: too. He yeah. played Origin last year. They
1: played Origin. Like, he's an Origin player. He still can't get in. So that's the sort of culture they're really driving up there. You know, good luck to him. But I think this game is going to be a bash-up. Yeah, it will see, be. Because the forwards, man, there's some big boys out there. Big Murdoch Massilla, it's good to see him back. He's I thought they'd start him.
0: I thought Bailey is pretty lucky to be starting that game. I
1: think Murdoch I think, I think they look at Big Benny as a middle guy. Yeah. There's a, different, there's a difference, you know, he's been playing lock and that over there in the English Super League. Uh, but over here, the, as I said, the back row just seem to split. I don't think he's an edge back row here. I think he's a he's lock too He's too big. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's I mean, he would have cut some kilos. But I want my big boy like that coming off the bench getting some ball.
0: Yep. All right. So the next game is my Roosters. Uh, they're up against the Manly Seagulls who – I don't know. I, I, I can't remember I said they'd come, but I've actually changed my mind and I think they'll go lower than I thought. Oh, the I, Eagles? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I look at that side and I just don't think. They're the sort of side that they'll grind out shitty wins all year. Um, this won't be a side that they can grind out a shitty win against. That mm. Roosters side will be ready to go after the end of last year. But um, I don't know. There's, there's just, they just don't excite me as a football team.
1: Yeah, I think um, everyone's sleeping on the Roosters this year. I think there's a big decline coming in there. I just look at those players. Teddy, Tupo, Morris, Manu, other Morris. Lockie Lamb's probably the only guy that hasn't played that much football.
0: And everyone, he was good every, last year.
1: Everyone else has played a hell of a lot of football. You've got Hargraves on the bench. You know, um, they're starting Lindsay Collins in front of him. So he must have trialed well because Hargraves has been their best forward the last 10 years. I mean, um, the Eagles aren't really – I mean, look at Dylan Walker at fullback there because where are you going to put him? Like I mm. I'm not sure what, what position he's going to be playing. If he could have slid into the centres, but they love Brad Parker there. Moses, maybe he wouldn't have been inside.
0: If he didn't look like Hank Scorpio from the Simpsons, would they pick him Brad Parker? <laughs> they love him out there.
1: He actually goes good. I mean, look at that team. I mean, look, their they're starting, they're starting team is a team that can battle with anyone for at least the first half. Yeah. It's what's happening after that. And I think that's where you... Your bench players have such a big responsibility in this, in this day and age in the games. You got to hold so much energy and you just got to have that team where you, when your big boys go off. The transition and not losing much is, is all on the bench players. And that's mm. all up to coaching. These guys have to co- – coaches have to coach. They have to look at players, what sort of players what sort of players they are, what can they bring from the bench. Is he a big name? Am I just putting him on the bench because he's not playing good? Is he out of form? Is he all this kind of stuff? Are the fans – the fan backlash, all that sort of shit. No, nah, fuck that. He's not playing good enough. I don't think he's suited in my 70. That's what the coach has got to look at. One bloke
0: that I reckon there's a bit of pressure on – and. Jason Saab, the sook that he put on last year to try and get away from the Dragons, when he hadn't, like he's played, what, five first grade
1: games? He's desperately trying to get over there. And it was clearly about money. It was about money and it was about one of his mates who sadly passed away in the preseason. They come up through. They've known each other since young, since they were young kids, oh, and they tidbers. prompt that, yeah, yeah, right. So saab had a f- really good relationship with him, and he moved over because of that brotherhood and right, stuff. Okay. So, All right. we'll I know you, I know you ahead. didn't know that, but that was part of the reason. And he, 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 he's not from the, he's not from St George or Illawarra. He, the boys from, you know, I'm not sure, He's obviously a Sydney boy. He wanted to get back in his family, everything like that. So people don't understand that. They just think. Oh, he just wanted out. No, there's reasons why he wanted out. He wanted to come over here. He wanted to play with his brothers up there because it's not, it wasn't his only um, only friend. And, you know, Moses Suli and that, they're all boys there. So there was a real tight knit. And um,
0: They reckon Moses Suli's looking terrific this year. A, he could a, have a big fantastic year. fantastic
1: player, man. He just needs to be fit. And he's been fit the last couple of years in his machine. Uh, all right. So next game, Panthers-Cowboys. Yeah. Um, look, the only reason we're trying to break these games down because we're excited. And we we're, try, we're trying to give everyone the fair. I mean, if this was in round ten, we're like fucking Panthers win.
0: Well, it, that, and that's <laughs> Is the that thing. Right? Like, yeah, Is that right? I mean,
1: we, we, until we
0: get a guide of where teams are, then every every, te- every these all of these games could be good. Mm. But if there's five blowouts this week, then we lose interest yeah. in those. I look, teams. I look
1: at Josh Maguire being on the bench. I'm like, why? that francis milo must have trialed well do you go on trial form do you pick an old vet like josh mcguire is he past it i'm not sure i'd start him i would start him
0: it's a big call with Holmes on the wing you bring the bloke back from the nfl you pay him a billion dollars and then mm. you stick him on the pick and swing i don't know
1: because he's the best winger in the world you yeah know when he's I mean? in a
0: good tide he is
1: yeah but like is yeah. he in a
0: good side though
1: yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think Scott Drinkwater's an exciting player.
0: Do you want do you want Valentine Holmes taking like your second tackle hit-ups off, you know, is that I think he's what you suited want?
1: more I think he's suited to that play because if if you can just directly kick it to Val Holmes, I think he's a lot easier to tackle when you've got a whole line down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So these obviously there's a few little intricates to the game where if if I mean, like a Billy Slater and stuff like, it's suck kicking it to him because he could beat you off both feet. Gi and, and Tedesco, you don't really want to kick it to these guys because they can bounce off both feet. Kalen Ponga and all those kind of guys. But with Holmes, he doesn't have a massive right foot. He doesn't no. have a massive left foot. He's not ridiculously quick. So you could just kick it straight to him, and a straight line would nullify what he's doing play two on the other hand might be a bit of a staggered line because you just probably if they kick it to scott drinkwater and felt side then he can he can venture in and he can spot where he wants to run because he's very good at that what side of the ruck to run how where to run all that all these little things that he's just naturally really good at that's where they'd be looking at he's better off play two yeah. i don't want him getting bashed on play one because as a, a middle middle man and former player kick it to him bang get him on that first one don't yeah. even worry about felt or uh, Tibo Fido, you wouldn't care. Mm. You'd be worried about Val Holmes on play two. I'll bet that's what's everyone, what the pen pants are going, all right, kick it this way, watch Val Holmes on play two or three. Mm. You're not worried about anyone else. So he he, he warrants that. Cohen
0: Hess, I reckon damn. it's not, not make or break year for him, but he went from being... An absolute star a couple yeah. of years ago last year was a pretty shitty year for him i so. think most, most
1: of most these guys would be disappointed i mean penrith just want to get this whole year off off to a good start get a good win get it rolling again but i'm worried man moses leota and fisher harris they're, they're small front rowers they pack a lot of punch but then you've got William, you got villiami kick out kate well yeah it's not a pack that you you'd be shivering in your boots no you're worried about the Crichtons, the brian tottos the 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 drone, blue eyes, Cleary, all that kind of stuff. They're not going to be that exciting this year, I don't think. they will still be good, but I don't think they're going to be putting any, anything on what they did last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. The Raiders versus the Tigers. I think the, last the Tigers. Game? Yeah. Nah, the Dragon Sharks. That game will stink. Yeah. But, uh, we can probably already call that as the shittest game. <laughs> but the Raiders, look, the Raiders, I think, are going to be good this year, and I think the Tigers are going to be better. I know you yeah. think you, you're p- happy to lay the no, Tigers.
1: I th- no, I'm not. I didn't realise the team. Like I look at the Dane, Laurie, Noel Flumer, Jimmy Roberts, BJ Leilua, and Kepoar. Kepoar. I hope I got that right. Um, I think I look at that back five and go, wow, they're getting out of trouble easy. mm because of those big boys there, I look at Mo Zemba, I'm glad he's playing 5'8". Luke Brooks got massive pressure. James Tarmour, Joe a Luke Le Lua, and Twal. That good team pack. can take anybody on.
0: Yeah, it's a good pack. And
1: that, and that. Look at the look at the fourteen to seventeen. It's ridiculous. Like Michael Cheekham has been their start off the bench. He can't get on there. Um, I look at that. I, I, I can't change my picks, but or can I? Um, you know. So <laughs> I, I think that team's gonna it's gonna shock some people. You know, I think that left edge with, with um, BJ LeLua and his brother on that left edge, it's going to scare some teams. Luke Garner, don't sleep on him. And Big Joe, you know, he got he got let go from the Broncos. So don't think he's going to be, you know, he's not going to be sleeping this year.
0: You can't change your picks. And Big
1: Alex Twal. They've put him up next to us. Yeah. So, sucked
0: in. Actually, you know what? Who'd you pick? You pick, anyway, we'll work that out later. Who cares? All right, Dragon
1: Sharks don't care. Yeah, I mean, who I do you, who do you I care? reckon I win? I, I I didn't know that McCulloch was a St George. Yeah, look,
0: and he'll add some stuff. Like I look at that, I look at the St George pack, mm-hmm. and I think I
1: don't know how's Josh Kerr going to go on an edge.
0: Yeah,
1: I think they have picked Josh Kerr at the wrong position. Yeah, he's a big boy that believe, I think he should be starting prop or lock forward. Yeah, and Fumiomo so, should be coming off the bench. The, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll change it before. This is this is what sucks when you're trying to because you're trying to um um. Trying to get into the HIA sort of system and going, you know, what, you know, I need a back on the bench because it, it scared the shit out of everyone last year. What Freddie did, not putting Papenhausen on the bench, so everyone's going, oh my god, I need a quick back on the on the, you know, because everyone's getting HIAS this year. I mean, not this year, like lately. Brayden Villarreal, he's a center. That's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah, that's a back. It's, you know, so everyone's just going, I need a back that can play five eight. He can play anywhere in the background in the back line. So it's that's why they're picking players like that, and it makes you know, full my own not get on the bench because all these other kids are playing well. So it fucks up your, um, fucks up your bench.
0: I'm really looking forward to seeing Aiden Tolman run out for the Sharks. I mean, I've, I've always said, me and Des Hazler have always said that he was a better prop than you and he's really, <laughs> he's at a new club. I don't mind,
1: I don't mind the Sharks forward pack, Hamlin, Luweli, Woods, Nicora, Graham, Rudolph, the big Dolph. And Brayley. It's not too bad. Yeah. If Moylan and um, Josh Dugan and Raymond, if they can play some good football, they'll give it a shock because they, they had that really good system there. They didn't pick Andrew for Fafita. So
0: that's saying something. Well, they've put our tips up. I can't even remember what I tip now. Can you remember? I think I went Rabbitohs, you went Storm. I went Knights, you went Bulldogs. I went Eels, you went Broncos. You're such a fucking...
1: Let me read my tips out. Hang do you know. remember what they were? Yeah. I remember I went Storm, Bulldogs... Broncos, Warriors, yeah, um, Roosters, Panthers, Tigers, and the Sharks. I'm going to
0: turn. Pretty bit, sure I'm going to turn that bit of paper around so I don't have to remember. And uh, I went. <laughs> it's on the back, you. <laughs> and I went. Rabbitohs, Knights, Eels, Titans, Roosters, Panthers, Raiders, Sharks. I went very. I went favourites. I
1: think this week. Yeah. I'm a very been. optimistic person, you know? Like well, That's what you're calling it. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> special, I don't know why I just clapped. Special in. optimistic person. Just clapped.
0: That was unnecessary. Hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here. And if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other Handshake Agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe The Green Room Podcast. I'd say
1: swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously. So maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to the thepodcast.com.au and hit the Green Room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that. But the show
0: is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time. All right. So as we mentioned at the start of the show, mm. uh, bettingsite.com.au are now um, – they're well, they're on board. Uh, they've been really, really um, good to us so far. And what they really wanted to do was make sure that we could continue with the betting – each week to try and get some money for the clubs. So, um, what we're going to do next week is uh, we've got Harry, who um, he's their he's their rugby league guy, Harry. So I don't know how he's going to go with the horses, but um, we're really looking forward to working with them. We're going to have a chat to Harry next week, and all of the winnings that we have, which for you is zero, <laughs> will be handed out. <laughs> will be handed out in. at the end of the year we're going to hand that out to clubs so um we'll sort of let everyone so know I told everyone i'll out. be
1: interacting with fans so this is what i'm doing unlike yourself you've got the big ipad yeah yeah it's actually big know how to work it yeah and
0: really. uh so what we're going to do now is yeah. we're going to have a we're going to have a bet this week um I'm going to just, I'll just read. No, yeah. you can, I'll read my one That's and then I'll one. read the producers. Okay, so go. my one is Titans into Roosters, into Panthers, head to head. It's just a nice little easy start to the year mm. just to get a win on the board so that.
1: I didn't think like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, All William. Right. I, I think it
1: can win. I mean, my, my tips are pretty awful, but um, who would I go for? It was my Melbourne into the Bulldogs into Brisbane with Brandon Smith and any time try scorer. Yeah. That's, so uh, that's pretty much, you know. It's basically all
0: three <laughs> that no one gives a chance of winning, and then Brandon Smith to score. So, uh, again, that's a massive pay. Um, and again, the whole thing with bettingsite.com. I'll get one. I will get one. They'll go across all of the different odds and they'll find us the best odds possible. So, um, which is great, actually, because I don't know what's, if we get the best odds for you and you don't win, is that still, that's still zero, isn't it? Or they mm. might, yeah. Okay. I've
1: got a couple. Did you? Did you, Will? On the bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the producer, um, and as much as it pains me to say it, the producer actually did pretty well last year. Um, he actually carried, carried, hey, the, hey, he hey, carried hey. the take. No, I think we were about 50-50. Uh, somewhat. He has chosen to go back to the races, Rose Hill, the far lap stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's chosen the Irishman. In that race, uh, which maybe... Do you know what? I think he's done that because he knows I've got an Irish passport. Yeah, he loves you. about me, loves me. Mm. Who doesn't love me? Every, I'm sure Everyone online. You're interacting apparently. with the fans yeah. there. And
1: <laughs> Craig just went, yes, I did. Craig yeah, is a, watching. up, Craig? watching. Oh. Craig's watching from uh, Melbourne. He's at... Um, he went to a... He was at a funeral. Funeral today. Who's funeral?
0: Michael Godinski, Michael the Godinski. famous... Uh, the famous Australian music. Um, peace, mate. Yeah. And, we, you know, we'd like to – actually, he was a good mate of Craig, so we would mm. like to wish everyone that was friends with him. And he, he did a lot for Australian music. And I think, um, you know, I'm actually surprised Craig got invited because he's a dickhead, but <laughs> he's down there now and uh, he must have known something mm. about him. But, yeah, we'd like to wish the family all the best. Uh, all right, so when we win that, we can talk to Harry next week about – uh, well, how good we are at this? We're good at it. <laughs> uh, all right. So the other thing we're going to do this year. Uh, you're six foot five and well, 116 kilos at mm. weigh-in. Um, yeah. I'm six foot four and got a buck twenty yeah, after uh, last weekend. Uh, but we're going to give, or you're going to give. The Big Boys Award this year. Yeah. So each week you're going to get a 3-2-1 for the best big man of the week.
1: Yeah, I just think we don't get recognised as much as the little fast little fellows and the and full backs and all that kind of stuff. I think guys like Big, what, what's happening in the, in the last 10 years, just the Polynesian just influx and just killing it the Tal Malolos and Takayahos and Hargraves and Sonny Bills and all those sort of – all those players. You don't really get the – you never get the three Dally Ms or anything or whatever the bullshit things they give out. So I'm just going to give my, like, best 3-2-1 Big Boy Award. Big Boy Award. Big Barry's Big Boy Award. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Something like that. That's it. You know, guys like Big, uh, big Solomona and Bromwich and all, they, they, they beast teams, man. And anyone who knows anything about football knows that the Big Boy's in the middle – they set the, they set the platform down for these other little guys at the back to um to score all the tries. So I'll be giving my awards out this year uh, at the end of the week.
0: Now, just out of interest, do fat backs qualify? Like if you've had
1: a big off season? Yeah, I mean Bj La would have he would have he would have qualified last year, but he's ripped now. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot. Of oh man, stuff. he's he's one of the he's one of the most he's one of the best players in the comp when he's fully fit. So he understands that. His best mm. years is when he's like around about hundred kilos because he's not—he's one of those guys, man. He just—he's a big boy. He needs to be about ninety-nine, hundred kilos, so he's um, on all cylinders. What about forwards that aren't that big, but they're still forwards? Like yeah, uh, Cam Murray's and Jack yeah. Boyvich's and that. Nah, no, no, you got to nah. be—you got to be over hundred and ten kilos. One hundred and ten. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, these guys are floating around at one twenty plus. Yeah. I don't care what they're putting on in their in their little card. I'm weighing one fourteen. No. Nah. You're at one twenty plus. Yeah. Easily. These guys are big boys and they move good. They move good. So um That's what people, do that. people don't. People don't
0: Quite when you're weighing in, you know, for those sort of things, there's two types of blokes. There's the blokes that put coins and rocks and that yeah. in their pockets trying to get an extra five kilos. Yeah. And then there's, there's blokes the blokes going on a 72 the, hour fast. And, and there's the blokes <laughs> with like just the toe on the ground just that to was, try and get That give was me.
1: Like that was me. all the time. I was like, I need to be because they're like, you need to be between 115, 120. So I'm like, oh, I was just sweating all the time. Like all the boys are like on the bikes and in saunas and shit before weighings. Mm. It's like, it's not good for you. Now they like these, these big guys own it. All right, get the big boys out there because they, they're fit enough, they're big enough and strong enough, and they're, they're some of our best players, man. All right, William. Well. We are doing one more? Do you know what? There's something else on our bit of paper. You should read the um whatever gets sent to us in the morning. <laughs> the, ru- the rundown sheet, like I do. The rundown. No, I read the run sheet. I love Craig and his run
0: sheets. They're good. Uh, so basically... What we're going to do this year is there is, let's be honest, you are a a human headline. There has been so many stories written about you. Mm. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to have a look at some of the headlines that have had your name in them over the years. And then we're going to get behind those stories so that they're not the actual, you know. Ah, the,
1: they're not the Telegraph stories or Channel right. 9. It's my version. It's your version. Of what actually happened. I'll take yep. you behind the curtain of all this. What's So uh, what's the scenario? So, well, I mean, what's the headline? This <laughs> I uh,
0: this is a good one, actually. So in the Sydney Morning Herald on May the 22nd, 2004. Uh, well, I mean, I'll explain it better. He's written something here. But you were at a, a, a signing. Yeah, and someone complained about the fact that instead of uh, signing your name, you'd done a little drawing.
1: No, and I signed Craig Fitzgibbon's name and drew like dicks and stuff on the table. Are we do, just do, that's do, the story. Doodling, well. doodling like <laughs> drew like profanities and stuff. So that was a story. I was like sitting here. So we're at a, we're at Harvey Norman, two thousand four, two thousand and four uh, signing session. So you have to go to that. So everybody at that time was fucking around, and everyone signing each other's names. I'm sitting next to Finchie and Craig Fitzgibbon, so everyone signs different names all the time, and we we're just doodling on this thing. That's what I call it, doodling. We we're just drawing like, and I'm sitting next to Kurt Gidley, and like we we're just drawing like noughts and crosses and shit, like and playing that. And the story that came out the next day was unbelievable. This is when the whole midst of the Coffs Harbour shit was done, and I was just the biggest fucking asshole in the comp, according to the media villain yeah the villain you know what I mean I was just like everything was just like mud like just little things like this so this is a perfect example we're sitting there everyone's saying I sign Craig Fitz you signed mine I sign his name we're all signing different names we're not, we're not talking about people's jerseys that they're going to frame you're talking like posters of us you know what I mean I'd sign my name as well and then someone else's it was just a, bu- a bunch of fun and we're just doing noughts and crosses and all that kind of stuff so they and then, and then a person from, I think, uh, 2GB said, oh, Willie, can we get an interview, please? And I knew at that time they want to talk about Coffs Harbour and all this other shit. I said, no. I said look, no, thank you. I'm not, I'm not going to comment. She got all in her feelings, went back and told Ray Hadley that I told her to fuck off. There's not, that would never come out of my fucking mouth to a female, or anyone else who asked me for an interview. It was just, no, thanks, I'm fine. You know, That, that was it. Got back to doing whatever. After that next day, Willie apparently told her, 2GB person to fuck off. He's shine Craig Fitzgibbon, a kid's crying, and he's drawing dicks on a fucking table. Pretty much that was the headline the next day. I had to go into New South Wales and shit, and they had to take off the the, the tablecloth that I was sitting on and show it to like uh, to lawyers and shit like that. I'd like to sit in front of a tribunal. Did they actually take the tablecloth? Yeah, and they seen it was just like noughts and crosses and, and you know, doing little um, you know how you play that box game and fit, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was all that shit. Cause we're sitting there for three hours. So where'd the marshmallow man come from? That's clear. And that we will join like people, just like a big fat person, and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't anything like derogatory or anything, like the profanity and all this kind of stuff. All the comments, what a load of shit, man! I only think of it now, like how the media works. I'm like, damn. Then after that, it, like the hate just grew. Did and that was, just, that was just one of many things that, like, absolutely nothing happened. was just me being me, having fun, laughing around, doing a signing session, doing everything good, and then bang. Like, someone would say, "Yep, yeah, you told this person to do this and this. And, like, I was like, where does this shit come from? You know what, though? I you- was fucking, that pissed me off, man. And then, and then the reporter who actually, like, trucked a fit that time, she'd come up to me about 10 years later and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just having a really bad day. And I went back and told um, Ray Hadley that you, you told me to fuck off. Like, I know, I know you didn't do that. I was like, really? You're sitting in the next day, just giving me ammo for about two or three hours, telling everyone how much of a fucking idiot I was. <laughs> Thank One you. Th- Ten years later, I'm retired. One thing. Oh, I fucking did my head in that shit. Because, I mean, that's what – I just didn't really care because I knew, I knew what I did. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything rude. I am sitting. There, I do signing sessions all the time. I would never sign anything. Was guilty of sitting there drawing on, a, on, a, on the cloth and signing Craig Fitzgibbon's name. Did and I you- got it exact too. You couldn't even see if it was Fitzy's or mine. You are, though. People,
0: this is an unknown. Like, people don't know this skill of yours, and there's no reason why they would, and I'm, you know, but I'm welcoming everyone into our... Yeah, little I can draw. Hit. You're the best drawer of cock and balls yeah. that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is, it is art. If there was a, if there was a gallery of cock and balls, you would be the Picasso of it. Yeah. So, are I'm you in. telling me the Marshmallow Man wasn't a cock
1: and ball? One hundred percent. Swear, my dad's great. Wasn't a cock. Okay. Yeah, you asked yourself, well, Wales tribunal. It's, it's. <laughs> I think it's if you Google my name, there's a fucking photo of what we drew. You see, you thought it was a Marshmallow Man.
0: Did I at the time? I can't remember. Yeah, because that's yeah. where you vaguely
1: you vaguely <laughs> just, remember it because yeah. it was a fact like a person, like a, a snowman. It's just the most pathetic shit. You think of a fucking 10-year-old that was drawing it, but it was me. You're a good. And drawing. kids. Yeah. It was like because someone had to draw one bit, and guess what it was? It was like fucking um Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> we play Mr. Squiggle. And I, yeah, I just got fucking absolutely run through the papers and shit. And that was just I just knew at that time I was like, damn, I better play some good football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep, actually that was good. We're going to keep doing that. It's
0: like Mason's Tale, except you don't have to think of him. That's just they're I, get, yeah, f- I don't think go people understand. Last
1: year, I got put on the spot every single every single show. When you said put on the spot, to be fair, it happened well, I had like week an week. hour said, an hour you, before. You had a week to think about it. Not a week. You did. It was happening every week. Nah,
0: anyway, uh, so this that concludes the show. Actually, but I'd always forget.
1: Uh-oh. So, like just
0: now, right now, you've just forgotten. So, what? We are going to do every week, we're going to we'll be reviewing, we'll be previewing, we'll be doing our bets. It's pretty much what we do all the time, but what we really need you to do is... Rate and review and subscribe. We've got a YouTube yeah. channel now. It's obviously gone live on Facebook and there's a lot of people watching. I think what we will do after we cut off from the podcast side... really is one of the nicest some...
1: guys I've ever met, an absolute yeah. champion. Shout out to Joel Southgate. Love you, bro.
0: Yeah, so we'll do that when people aren't listening to the podcast. <laughs> we? But we're going to... If everyone could just rate and review... Um, is that it? What else? Subscribe. Great review, Rate, subscribe. Review, subscribe.
1: I didn't realise how important it was, but it's actually important, so do it, please.
0: Yeah. And so, as I said, we're going to be, after each show on a Wednesday, we're going to actually, you know, for people that are tuning in on Facebook, we're going to come back and we're going to answer some of the things that you write, unless they're heaps rude. Yeah. And uh, that's about all. So, thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for uh, all the support we've got. Last week was a really good um, show for us. And yeah. We're very thankful for all the support we're getting. So, We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks, guys. Following Willie more and more.
0: I'm Back in the NRL. There's Willie May. Must have gotten how big Willie
1: actually is. Perhaps
0: the presence of Willie at the Panthers looking at his
1: imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skill, son! The Uppercut 100. right hand, by right. Big Willie. Too fancy for you! Take with Willie Mason is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, co-hosted by Ian Byrne, produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker.